Geeks, you're listening to episode 374 of the Geeks Gonna Race podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Shelly Nolan. Hello! This week, we're geeking out about cross-platform capabilities, rolling around at the speed of sound, and Netflix. I was waiting for you guys to just start jumping I in. really wanted to. I resisted, though. It's so hard. They did so before. <laughs> when we got the notes, I said it, and uh, we all broke out. They were all broke Very out. Very difficult for mm-hmm. us. It's true. <laughs> All right, we need to move on. We got places to go. We gotta follow go. my rainbow. <laughs> there we go. I knew. <laughs> I mean, you got it at that point. Okay. Gotta, okay. You gotta live and learn, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's there's so many people that are not gonna have any idea what we're talking. about. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Andy culture thing. So go play those views. games. I guess you'll have to listen to the rest of the podcast. Yeah. To learn more. Uh, we'll get into gaming. I you gotta open your heart. Have not touched god of war i've been playing power world i don't think i have anything else to add about power world except that it uh owns me now and uh that is all my free time power world is so you're saying you're the one that's doing the farming now and the pals are having you do the work might as well be i do a lot for those (laughs) i just built so i i only have two spaces two bases and my first base, I didn't like. It was ugly, and it was just production. We've definitely and changed so... bases like three, three or four times in my crew, so I feel that. <laughs> then I had the iron base that was just getting me iron, and so I took that away to build my a third base. You were, you were pumping iron. I'm yes. Now I'm in the process <laughs> of <laughs> moving all of the um, old base stuff to the new base, and. Tomorrow, as recording this, but it's going to be a day late for everyone else. I will be probably building my iron base on Twitch. Nice. Twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace. Very excited about that. I So we're going to do it a little bit differently. It's going to be on Tuesdays. I forgot that I should probably mention this. This is the perfect time to do so. Tuesday, 7 o'clock Central Time uh, on our Twitch channel. We are going to be streaming again. We haven't streamed in a while. It is going to be dished out one day a week, so you don't have to try to get to you know a bunch of different streamers. On Tuesdays, it's going to be a different streamer every week, but it'll be a streamer, and then it'll be kind of like a co-host for the first half hour, and more of kind of a like just chill and talk and hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if you can't come like watch the whole thing, at least come and you know chill uh, with the for the first twenty minutes and just kind of nice Q and A time, question of the day. There's a Bible verse of the day just some fun conversation it could be deep conversation it's kind of whatever uh, it turns out to be whatever you the list the viewer want it to be so i'm really really excited about that just because i think that we were kind of spreading ourselves thin trying to do it every single day mm-hmm. and then also for a viewer that spreads really thin to be expected to be there every single day and so now this is on a tuesday yeah just come hang out when you have some time to do so pretty stoked about it but uh, yeah, Iron Base is probably what we'll be doing. We'll, we'll see. I'll tell you guys next Sounds week. like a base out of a Gundam show or something. Iron Base. The Iron Base. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's much needed, because I don't have any iron anymore, and when you don't have iron in that game, nothing can get done at a certain point. So, 
LJ, we'll move on to you. What games have you been playing? Yeah, so I have still been playing Tekken. Um, I pumped out that review in a week because um, I basically nice. like done. I'd seen most everything. I'd completed the story. The story gets like you think Tekken's story is weird. I don't remember if I said this last time or if I had beat it yet. Um, but it gets even weirder. Uh, which is it's that's crazy to say about Tekken. Like Tekken's already weird, but they they go cosmic um in craziness. So um I'm still having fun with it. I noticed like the ranking systems are a bit are changed up. Like it doesn't feel like as hard of a climb in the beginning because there were so many like early like ranks in Tekken Seven. Um and it also kind of helps that like it's not just like me climbing easier because of the ranks. Like I definitely feel like all of the things I learned in Tekken 7 have been translating to 8 in, like, the best way possible. So it's, like, I definitely feel like I've put in the work to where I'm, like, okay, yeah, I'm rising above these ranks pretty easily because I've already done this before or once already. So, and there's much more of a wide player base. It is cross-play, which is cool. Um, yeah, I'm still having fun with it. This is definitely my go-to game. Um, early look at my review, I'm giving it a .5 higher than Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. It's... Which is feels crazy okay. to say. Street Fighter, I feel like what Street Fighter is still like a major cultural shift and Tekken isn't. But I would say that Street Fighter did kind of have to sacrifice some of its like pedigree in the genre because now you can sure. like use those easier controls and there's ways to like make it super mm. I mean, you still have to like have, you know, skill to obviously go up against, you know, like a really good 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 player. But um they just make things so accessible. But Tekken, what I like that Tekken does is you have these replay tools now where you can go back and watch old replays of fights you did online, and it'll show you five areas, or like multiple areas in which you could have changed the outcome by doing something different, and you can actually take control of that spot and like change up what happens in that match. Like you can play against the computer and be like, okay, like what could I have done better in this match? Uh, you can also do the ghost battle thing, which kind of reminds me of like Amiibo in Smash, um, because you can like train your own ghost. Let's say you fight somebody online and you're like, oh, I don't think I'll ever get to fight them again, but I really want to. You can actually download their ghost and fight it again. Um, I had this really good match against the Yoshimitsu that I like lost by the skin of my teeth. Oh. I was like, ooh, I really, I was like, I really want to fight that dude again, but like, I'm just, so I'm just gonna download his ghost. And then the next day I went back and I'm like, and did that, so that was really cool. But it's like Tekken, yeah. Tekken feels like it doesn't sacrifice much like uh, Street Fighter does. They just really give you the tools to put in the work, and it's like. I feel like because I have put in that work in past games and stuff too, it's like super rewarding. Um, which is I think how you should feel like in any in any competitive thing that you're getting into. And I'm a super yeah. casual, but it just feels good to be like, wow, like I, I did put in that work and I'm in yeah. it. There, I'm seeing the results of it. You know, like it's so sad. That's still, the most satisfying part of. of yeah, the, like I'm still not game. a great player by any means. Like I'm still, but it's like I don't really care too much about about the rank anyway. But it does it does still feel cool to be like, yeah, oh, like I've. I put in the work. I learned how to how to play this, and so and Tekken Eight especially kind of levels the playing field. I think in a lot of ways too. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um. So enough about that. The other game I played that uh, I know has been the talk of controversy and stuff like that, and just like you know people having easy things to say about it. But I've been playing Suicide Squad, that was and nice. it's again. Okay. It's not as bad as everybody has been saying. It's not a very great game, but it's not a. It's, it's definitely mid. It's definitely mid in a lot of ways. Um, the story is really cool. The characters are cool. 
the gameplay is super fun um but there's just a lot of activities and a lot of things like i can tell like a few hours in now that um i could see how it's gonna get really boring and there's not a ton of like variety in the missions and like the enemy types you face but it's still a super fun game i think it's really neat um the interactions with the characters are great um yeah I, so i think it's a solid like to me it would be like a solid maybe five or six kind of game but i am i'm kind of that person who like enjoys those games like i enjoyed gotham knights this may be a better game than gotham knights i also enjoyed saints row which was not a good game either mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm enjoying it and it was kind of cool because i caught up with my brother the other day and i'm thinking like oh he's not gonna waste money on this game probably and then i yeah. get on xbox and i see oh you're playing suicide squad cool uh, hop on the playstation i was like go. yes so like that was kind of neat um the same thing happened like because we're both suckers for like licensed games same thing happened with like the robocop game i was like i'm buying this and then i get on and then i was like oh so you you're a sucker for this kind of thing too so like that's why we're, we're related um but so i got to play with him and the online is works pretty darn seamlessly um Good. we had very little issues on it so Sweet. Uh, I think if you're a fan of like looter shooters like Borderlands and stuff like that and just want to have a good time and, and shoot stuff, like I think it's a perfectly fine game. Really good sale game. You could probably pick it up for 30 bucks and have a good time with it. So I'm probably going to write a review for that one at some point too, but I'm still enjoying it. So that's all I got to say about that. Cool. What have you been playing, Shelly? Uh, Persona 3 Reload, baby. Yeah. Oh, baby, 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 baby. Anyway. Um, we got a review copy of it. Yeah, so that's Ooh. what's really exciting is that this is going to be my second review um, yeah. for Geeks and Grace. And Baldur's Gate 3 was already out for quite a bit when I made my review. So, And this is like a brand new game. So that's really exciting. Uh, I really like it so far. It's it's great. It really is really good. just... I, and I played Portable, which yeah. is a little bit different than FES, uh, which is a little bit of an upgrade on top of the original Persona 3 game. You know, Persona 3 and Persona 3 FES, you can, like, roam around the place a lot. Uh, like, just the different areas, like you do in um, other Persona games. But in Portable, you can't. It's more of a visual novel style, because it came out on the Portable. Um, mm -hmm. PlayStation Portable, right? That's why it's called PSP, Portable. PSP, yeah. Yeah, and they just... P3P. <laughs> I know, it's, it's perfect. But uh, they had to really condense a lot of things down, which is why they kind of went with yeah. the more visual novel style. Plus, they had an entire new, you know, the female route. Um, which is a little bit different, which is what I did. So playing now exclusively the mail route, that's the only one that's available in Reload, is different. Like, different social links that I'm not used to, things like that, which is interesting. Um, I, I was realizing, though, how um, it's it's interesting to play it from a perspective of someone who's already played this game and sort of played through the story, because, you know, I love the story, mm -hmm. and I really, I really, really liked Portable. Um, Watch them do a royal version of this where you get to do the female run. <laughs> dude, that's what people are saying. They're they are on copium. They are coping so hard trying to say that there's gonna be like a super extra fancy, you know, there's electric boogaloo reload or something, which is not gonna <laughs> happen. So they actually already well, actually, I don't know if it was just incredibly reliable leaks or if it's official, but they're gonna be bringing the answer, which is the basically epilogue part of Persona Three. FES that they added Ooh. is going to be added as DLC. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, nice. are they going to add FEMC? Are they going to add FEMC? And no, they're not adding FEMC, which is too bad. But I, people are crazy if they think that they're trying to make another new version of this game. Like, no, that's not going to happen. So 
it's interesting being able to like roam around these places that you know for the longest time i can only like touch yeah. <laughs> right or like so kind of roam around you're that already way playing a downgraded version as it is so yeah and so i think some people That's are crazy. like people are like disappointed that like places look a little bit different than they thought or like oh like the the dorms they look kind of boring and i'm like maybe but like the fact that i don't know i just feel like this whole thing is a privilege because the fact that i can walk around these areas is like so new to me that i feel like i'm just like satisfied <laughs> yeah. with just that um what's cool is that like there's they really did take like the dialogue the things that happen like all to a t basically um they probably have changed some of the dialogue but like really not much like there was a moment in which i remember uh i was like talking to mitsuru this is fun this is like just funny scene that i remember seeing a video of where like mitsuru is one of the characters and she's complaining about how she doesn't get any rest and how as you're talking to her she's like drinking some tea and eating some cake and the whole joke is that it's like you're resting now why are you saying you don't get any rest <laughs> uh and i got to experience that ag again in reload which was very fun i recognized cool. i was like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah this is it's happening so and so far all the changes i think are really cool so they have a lot of the same a lot of the same stuff obviously but they added some more ways to um spend your time which i think was probably needed because this is coming especially to people who only played five especially royal coming to reload where in royal i get overwhelmed with how many things you can do you can do so many things with your time in that game and three, honestly, there's not a ton of things you could use. And honestly, I kind of preferred that. But I think this is a good balance. They added sort of this feature where you can do stuff on your computer in the evenings and sort of get stuff. Um, so that's neat. Um, yeah, just more options there. And the combat system. So they changed and updated the combat system to be way more like it was in Persona 5 where you, and Royal, where you kind of have this like... I don't, it's not literally baton pass, baton pass kind of being this idea where once you get the one more mechanic, which is pretty popular in all the, these games. Like um, a team combo kind of thing. Yeah, so it's they basically have that. It's called shifting, and maybe it will change. You know, it's just the beginning of the game. I've only really just introduced this concept. But right now, there's no, like, stat boosts, I don't think. Whereas the thing with baton pass is that it was always a stat boost, which was super satisfying uh, yeah. when you could go, like, from one character to the next character to the next character, and then all of a sudden their, like, attack is way attack up. And yep. they're just destroy the enemy, which is very satisfying. So I'm glad they brought at least a version of that. And again, maybe in the future, they'll add some of the stat boosters. I have no clue. But um, that would be cool. But so far, yeah. And they also change up shuffle time, and I'd have to check... Um, how shuffle time was an FES if it was different, but in portable, I would get my eyes crossed every time I would grind because what they do with shuffle time is that uh, after fights, you know, especially if you do an all-out attack, they present you with like a collection of cards. They show you what the cards are, but then they turn them over and they shuffle them, and you kind of have to keep your eye on the one that you want and hope that you get the right one. Um, it's not randomized; like you still can follow along. But like, man, the amount of times my eyes would just like go crazy because I'm like trying to follow these cards all around this tiny screen because I was playing on my Steam Deck. Um, I was going crazy, and it was fine. Like I like Shuffle Time, but I didn't really super enjoy that. I like it way better in Reload because you could just choose, and there's more variety in the cards. You know exactly what you're picking. You don't have to follow a card around like you're playing those stupid little shuffle games. You don't have to do that. <laughs> and there's this cool mechanic called Arcana Burst where basically um, if uh, cards in the Major Arcana show up, 
then you want to collect those. And if you get a certain number of them, you get something called an Arcana Burst, where all the cards going forward while you're in Tartarus, which is the place where you're doing all the fighting, uh, gets a bonus. And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm a big fan of concepts that, you know, combat changes that make grinding better and like more fun because I don't necessarily dislike grinding all the time but there needs to be something that sort of keeps me going and for me like I think golden was perfect I really loved how golden's shuffle time worked and now this this is sort of taking a similar direction of like you're getting long-term benefits from grinding instead of just like oh you get mm -hmm. one reward from this one fight and this one like now you kind of have these benefits of like oh well, if I could get an arcana burst then oh I could get all the all the cards can get better as I'm a Tartarus, and if I, all the cards are better, then maybe I can stack that. And then, so I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. And again, I haven't played much. Music's great. I'm getting used to the new voice actors. They're all really good. Um, it's so funny because Akihiko, uh, I loved him as Liam O'Brien. He was the original voice actor. And that's still what I'm used to, but it, Alejandro Saab is the newest voice actor for him. And it's just so funny because uh, I've talked on the show a lot about Horimiya and how much I love that show. Um, he is the, he is Miyamura, who is the main male protagonist. So every time I hear Akihiko Take, I just hear Miyamura, which is really funny. Um, but like totally, yeah, it's because they're just such different personalities. They're so different. Um, but anyway, that's just kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, this, this is great. Um, definitely highly recommend if, even if you've never played a Persona game before. In fact, I, I, I've talked to some friends who have only played it's Royal. On and it's on Game Pass, so, like, you really... It's so low risk, guys. Like, you could just really get they, into it. They were handing out Xbox codes. They're like, oh, yeah, we have Xbox codes. And then uh, I, of course when, we got the PS, <laughs> when we got the PS5 one, I ended up grabbing the Xbox code. Because I'm like, this isn't going to be on Game Pass forever. So. No, it's not. I would definitely yeah. recommend trying it. I will say the beginning is slow. Um, I remember yeah. even when I played Portable, the first 15 hours, which... Again, that was portable 15 hours, I, I so probably not so bad on here. my PS3 at one point. It does take a while to get it going. It takes a while to get going. You just really, you kind of just have to push through it. Um, so it, it's mostly the story that takes a while to get going, and also, like, a lot of the concepts that kind of just, like, throw on you and you kind of get used to it. You kind of get used to it. Then you get to a point where you feel like you're free, and you're like, oh, now I can make decisions, my own decisions, and, like, no, you're still Original 5 was that way, too, I'd say, though. That's it what I mean. Yeah, it too. takes a while. I know I already have some friends who are, who are like, five, six hours in who are like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to keep playing just because it's not grabbing <laughs> me. Like, these characters aren't grabbing me, you know, whatever. And I'm like, that's fair. It makes me sad. But this, I mean, people keep comparing this game to Persona 5. It's not Persona 5. And thank goodness it's not Persona 5 because we need these games to stand on their own. Um, yep. but I just, I, I really love Persona 3, I love the story, love the characters, I love so much about it. and now they're fixing basically my biggest complaint of the original game, which was, like, the combat system. I wanted it to, to be a little bit better. Um, and now it's really great. The animations are so pretty. This game has ray tracing for no reason. Um, as <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> ray tracing, there's just, like, it's, it's gorgeous. They yeah, made, they, can. they made Tartarus look and, and they designed it more interesting, you know, Five has this cool palace thing going on where, like, all of the, basically, dungeons are totally thought out, big, like, long puzzles, basically. They're not randomized at all. And what they did with here is, you know, Tartarus originally was man random. Every floor gets randomized. And they do the same mm -hmm. thing, but they kind of, like, made it way more, um... They, it's still randomized, but it feels less random. There's more art architecture within Tartarus that looks interesting. There's like these little side rooms. They got these little, they got these things going on, right? And I just, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan so far. 
Although it is kind of like, oh, this is the same game I just played. I'm okay with that, though. (laughs) It's neat, though, that you just did, or else you wouldn't have the appreciation you do now. But again, that's why it's like, I'm kind of coming from perspective, like, I know what's going to happen, so I'm already really excited about it. But for if you've never played it before, I would just say, like, kind of get used to it. If If you find yourself into the combat system, if you like the concept of, like, talking to friends and and having the social link kind of thing and like the fusing the personas if it's all interesting to you i would give it a really good shot like more than just a couple of hours because you really need to get your your teeth sinking into it like the first couple of hours are just tutorial like they are they don't let you go for a while so um in fact i would almost say if you're willing to go until the first boss um which is a couple hours like quite a few hours in the game I'm, I'm not even at the first boss yet i know what the first boss is um, the first story boss, but I would at least try to get through to that, and then if you really just don't like it after that, you know, obviously don't play it, don't waste your time, but I just really like it. That's all. I, I preach the good news of Persona 3, because it's just great. So, that's me. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm gonna keep doing. Nice. Rip Pal World. I didn't mean to ditch Pal World. It's just like, I... I I, I, it's reload. I have to, you know? I know. So. I'm like, I play <laughs> with my buddies, like, maybe once or twice a week now, but it's like, I'm, I've definitely been onto other things, like, Tekken is my game, you know? So but, it's you like, know, it's not the worst, because, because be <laughs> Pal World is still in early access, so if anything, if it takes some time mm. for me to go back, realistically, if they've made any changes, they're gonna be positive yeah. changes. So it's not that's... going anywhere for a very long time. So. Exactly. So, I'm not so worried, but anyway, that's, that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool. We will get into the gaming news then. Go for it, LJ. Yeah, so uh, we did have that state of play um, this past week. Um, there is a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth one coming, which is like, I think we've already heard so much about that game already. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to kind of go over some, some, some of these highlights of the... Or kind of... Yeah, I'm going to go through the, the list of some of these things we saw at the state of play. Um, Dave the Diver is coming to PlayStation with a Godzilla crossover. <laughs> the Godzilla. Like the Godzilla. I saw that. I'm like, what? God's- I was like, what is yeah. he doing here? What is he doing here? <laughs> it's so here? random. But um, yeah, so I guess this is going in alphabetical order. We saw Death Stranding 2 on the beach, and that's like the, the subtitle. On the beach. It so weird. Looks so, like, again, it's like the same thing I said about Tekken. Like, Death Stranding was already weird. This looks like five times as weird. Um, yeah. It's, it's nutty. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2. Um, Foam Stars, that's coming to PS Plus this week. Oh, um, that's right. I forgot about that game. Helldivers 2. Judas, the uh, which is from the creator <gasps> of Bioshock. That looks right, nuts. Right. It looks like Bioshock in space, mm-hmm. which I guess is System Shock also. Mm-hmm. Or um, Judas looks crazy. That game looks awesome. Um, let's see. We got um, Rise of the Ronin, which I see the Warriors games when I look at that game. It's from Koei Tecmo. But I see the engine they're making it in, and I, I like, it looks like just a really nice like Warriors game, like the Dynasty Warriors. Um Silent Hill stuff. Silent Hill 2 looks absolutely amazing. That's a legendary horror game uh, for those who have not played it. They're remaking that. Um, I'm a little bit partial to Sonic and Shadow Generations. It's Sonic Generations Remastered, but with Shadow Levels. Dude, yeah. Let's go. Why? Um, They named it that! They named it that! Um... (laughs) Because of the the movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just saying people are going to look up Sonic X, X Shadow and like, is the game going to come up? Or something else going to come up? Yeah, that's a good point. I um, love Shadow though, so I'm all, I'm all about it. I love Shadow. Everybody point. knows me loves, I love Shadow. That's it's a good my point. favorite, but um, um, I'm so excited like, for Sonic 3. I already have platforms that the original runs amazing on. Like, I can literally play Sonic Generations on my Steam Deck or my Xbox right now. True. But yeah. I'm like, I'm all about this because then my, like, my nephew plays Sonic Generations and he loves it. But I told him, I was like, dude, you can have this on your Switch now. He's like, really? I'm like, yes. Um, so I was like, I'll, I'm like, I'll let you know when it comes out. But I, I'm pumped for this. Um, I want a little chibi. Why don't we get a little shadow? Because there's no... Like a... That would be so cool, though. There's no little shadow. But yeah, little no. old school shadow. That would be really cute. But That would, no, that I would think be kind of... Yeah. He was introduced too late. One of the pictures right now. So. He was, yeah. He was already... Um, had that, a new design. Um, another thing... Until Dawn is getting remade, which is like, because that's why the Dark Pictures game exists. Games exist. That is coming to PS5 and PC straight out. So, I know some PC players who are excited for Until Dawn to finally come out. Um, let's see what else we got here. That's kind of the highlights, really. That, um, that's pretty much it. There isn't a free Silent Hill, like two-hour Silent Hill game for people that are into the horror stuff. If you want to check that out, um. Yeah, nothing too like. There's definitely some exciting stuff in there, but I feel like it, it doesn't have like the widespread appeal that um, like most of these showcases try to have. But mm -hmm. some good looking stuff here. So yeah, I recommend maybe checking through that if you haven't watched already. And there's some stuff to be looking forward to. The next thing I do want to talk about, I wasn't sure if we were going to talk about it or not, but it's been all I've been like scrolling through in passing at work today. Um, there have been some leaks and rumors that Xbox is supposedly going to shift shift gears, basically. We don't know if any of this is true. I usually don't like to report on rumors and leaks, but it's kind of big. Um, there were rumors circulating of games like Hi-Fi Rush and stuff like that, and like older Xbox games coming to consoles. But now games like Starfield and Indiana Jones are getting thrown in there, into this leak. That's been leaked by like The Verge and like big, big outlets like that. Um... So it basically suggests that Star games like Starfield and Indiana Jones and some of the other ones, uh, older Xbox games, are actually going to end up on maybe other platforms like PlayStation. Uh, you say other platforms, and I just kind of like there are no other. There's just PlayStation. Well, see, I, there's rumors of <laughs> stuff <Nintendo>. like <laughs> there, there's rumors of stuff like Hi-Fi Rush and maybe Sea of Thieves coming to Switch. Um, That'd be cool. I think those would gosh. like fit really well. Hi-Fi like Rush, especially, I think, would be easy. Would be like, I, Sega, I've, now I've, is your time to make a console. I've been tempted. So the joke is that Xbox is going to end up like Sega, and they're just going away from. They're going to get away from making consoles and like in general. Yeah. Um, but like, I've been tempted Which, to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you I was go. just saying, like games Which like games like Hi-Fi Rush and stuff like that. Like that one in particular, I could totally see that being a real good Switch game. Like that would do gangbusters on Switch. Um, like for me hearing this it doesn't seem like news news to me i remember a couple years ago xbox saying uh is it what's his name spencer yeah phil, uh, phil spencer yeah uh him saying that he kind of like this was kind of his vision uh mm -hmm. from what i remember was that the games could be played anywhere but xbox was gonna be the best play to play best place place to yeah. play those games couldn't get that out and so i would assume that that would continue being the model is like just release these games no longer have exclusives maybe time exclusives but you let them out on everything mm -hmm. else 
and then your Xbox console is still like the best place to play because they have the you know the strongest console. Yeah, I would be really surprised if they don't continue making just the heaviest hitting console out there. What's really surprising to me, and uh, maybe not a lot of listeners realize this, but like when they sell a console, they don't really uh, make a lot of money. If yeah. they make any money on consoles, uh, there have been certain consoles that have actually like lost money uh because the Pour, plan pouring one is... out for dreamcast sega dreamcast yeah. oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like the plan is to sell so much software that the money makes up for it and so yeah. it's logical to say okay well if our money is in the software then why don't we just get the software out to as many yep. consoles as possible my curiosity will be will playstation uh play nice do they want these xbox games are they going to be like no we're good because that kind of cancels them out of the uh the market uh, especially if xbox were to decide not to make a console so yeah there's a lot of like a lot of sp- there's intricacies to what's going on here yes. that uh we'll have to see because it's not just up to xbox to say hey we're gonna give out these games on all consoles now yeah playstation would have to okay that and playstation yeah. is not known to play nice to the other consoles yet uh nintendo and xbox seem to be friends and that's been really cool yeah uh, but i would love to get to play some Halo on my PS5 controller. This PS5 controller is elite. You can plug in your PS5 controller to, to uh, your computer and play uh, Halo that way. I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm playing Power World on Xbox Game Pass. With a PlayStation with a, controller? With a PlayStation controller. That's a legit. couple workarounds. It wasn't immediate. But. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I wonder if it'll even be, like, stuff like Halo or Gears of War. Because I could see, like, maybe those Bethesda games being the ones that, like, it's ironic because it's a like you bought the studios anyway and decided you wanted to port them to your console only. So now you're walking that back. Um, right. So it's like, are you, you know, like, so it's like they own Activision and Blizzard now and all that stuff, too. So it's like, okay, um... I'm waiting to see what actually happens with this because yeah why would you limit those sales to one console if you have the choice to the chance to yeah because like i'm seeing and then i'm seeing games like halo that uh, the whole master chief collection is like 10 bucks on steam right now and i'm like ooh, i could try playing those on my steam deck you know like yeah i think like you just um the thing i was going to mention too is like you mentioned the xbox like play anywhere kind of thing um i bought a samsung tv a few months ago and there's literally an app on there that's the Xbox Cloud Gaming. So technically, I'm going oh, wow. to say technically in air quotes, I don't have to even own my Xbox anymore. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, because you can't cloud everything. <laughs> but uh, and you, you don't want to cloud it's everything. True. It's true, but I'm just like, that's so wild. That's like, it's yeah. weird. Like, it's not far off. Like, yeah, so crazy. Right. I'm really excited for cloud gaming. Uh, I haven't tried my new fiber internet. It might be even better. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, want to check that out? Yeah, I think about that. Cool. Just my thing think with about. for cloud gaming for me, it's like it's really good for RPGs. I'm not <laughs> a cloud. I slow pace. I need it to run natively on on hardware. Not yeah, not I not, not in full 4K and 120 frames per second. But. And cloud gaming does not work for precision. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just crazy to think about. Like we're like yeah, if, if Xbox possible, really wants to go that way, they can. Mm-hmm. Cool. They may they may realize that they are losing the I don't I mean the console war I guess like I they still got good games I want to see come out like Avowed and Fable and stuff like that but it's like are they gonna stop trying after that so we'll <sighs> see. I can't imagine them not making a console at all I think they make 
some big elite console that like nobody actually can afford <laughs> and they're like you can play on that but we don't need you to like apple with their yeah. virtual like with their new headset well yeah i mean yeah that would be very <laughs> apple of them i didn't think about that these happen to like well yeah anyway i've always thought it's kind of funny that xbox befriended nintendo yeah. who has the weakest of the consoles and they're like we have the strongest console and then we have uh the little you. brother yeah <laughs> although can i say i don't know about that's accurate anymore i know xbox one but the new xbox is the one x right that's actually not as strong as ps5 if i'm correct well the series supposedly the series x and stuff like that like because the xbox the, there's those half steps that came out but the uh-huh. series the series consoles are <laughs> you have the series s and then the series x the series x is the one that's supposed to be like competing with ps5 they're like the the series s is the one that's like little bit underpowered it's an upscaled 4k i don't remember ps5 was stronger than the series x but when the xbox one x came out it was stronger than the ps destroying ps4 ps4 pro yeah yeah so yeah i can't even say that anymore than the xbox one yeah it's wild to think about yeah anymore i can't tell the difference the graphics they're so close it's all so similar yeah it's like all the hardware the whole the hardware is really like even the controllers if you think about it because I get like I understand if you play Switch more, but it's like if you, in hindsight if you think about it, an Xbox controller is the same as a PlayStation controller. The sticks are moved and but the buttons are all still mapped the same. So, I was like, I want my I want my PlayStation controller. Graphically, <laughs> I'm not telling a difference between your yeah. HDR and their HDR. And like yeah. How right. fast the loading screen is. And yeah. It's <laughs> I don't like care. milliseconds so, difference, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, okay, so much. I, I don't care. I I own everything. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm just yeah. Uh, consoles just make me feel bad about my PC because PC Master Race uh, is a fun term until you realize that not your PC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. PC Master Race as long as you're willing to always upgrade every two years, right? Yeah, <laughs> I've had mine since 2017 and it has not failed me yet. Knock on wood, fake wood, I guess. I turned that power world onto the max settings and it was like, am I a joke to you? I have to play windowed <laughs> mode. Yeah, I have to play on low settings uh, to play power world. <laughs> or else it just yeah. chugs too bad. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But, Especially um, you start flying around and it's like, you want me to load what? Yeah, exactly, right? I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Got it. Alright. <laughs> we could move on. Yeah, then. let's move on uh, then. <laughs> we'll get into the movies. I don't think I saw any movies. So we will uh especially. Yeah. I watched a couple of movies actually, so I watched Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day. That's hilarious. Of course I That's did. <laughs> I never seen it before, and my husband, we were watching oh, okay. when we watched. Uh, we were back when we were watching Christmas movies around Christmas time. We watched the Twelve Dates of Christmas, and it has a similar thing where it's like this girl keeps reliving the same day over and over, and you know, oh, it's Groundhog Day, but it was the Twelve Dates, so she only had twelve loops or whatever. And my husband's like, man, Groundhog Day is just this movie, but so much better. Like, they just took Groundhog yeah. Day and made it worse. They made it Christmassy. We should just watch that movie. I'm like, yeah, you know, we're watching Christmas movies. We're not going to watch Groundhog Day movies. Like, yeah, but it's a winter movie. I'm like, I don't, I mean, it's a, can we watch it, like, not during Christmas time, though? Because it's specifically about a not Christmas, not a Christmas holiday. <laughs> so anyway, we watched it on Groundhog Day, and uh, he was pretty excited. Sidebar real quick. Did the Groundhog see his shadow? It's spring. Spring's coming. He didn't see it. Nice. Isn't that crazy? I feel like the last like three years he's been like winter. So, Poxitani. Shining lights on him to make sure that he can't see. 
Punks I usually see Punks the results of that somewhere on the internet, but I didn't. I totally missed that. I I had heard that um, Spring's coming early, which is great. I love sense. that from a groundhog. I won't be old and talk about the weather, but I, I no. thought we have a harsher winter than we've had. No, it's fine. But uh, we can move on. <laughs> no, it's a good movie for sure. I, I get why so many people like it. It's it's good. It's fun. It's Bill Murray. I don't know. It's a good movie. It's not like literally yeah. the best thing ever, but yeah, I, I'm glad I watched it. And uh, I definitely Bill, think it is Bill the best. Murray is the greatest, best thing ever. Yeah, I loved how he, he really is just like cynical and like trying to make fun of people the whole time. It just kind of turns into like he kind of just like makes fun of himself. They kind of like first he makes fun of other people, then he kind of makes fun of himself, but then he kind of like learns to actually be nice and like yeah, good character development. And also the fact that yeah, dude, he was stuck in time loop for so long, and then and then how did that happen? Like. <laughs> don't talk about it which maybe yeah. is for the best it probably is for the best um it's never good to explain those things but yeah definitely a good movie if you haven't seen it yeah go watch it i you know i i think it's one of those like i probably don't need to watch it again but i i'm glad i watched it <laughs> now cool. another movie that i will always rewatch over and over constantly is prince of egypt um gosh it's yes. so good every time i see it it's like i every once in a while i just get a hankering to watch Prince of Egypt and never disappoints. It is so good, and that one's required, guys. If you haven't seen Prince of Egypt, you have so to. Good. You have. It is Prince DreamWorks' Egypt. best movie by far. I don't care about How to Train Your Dragon. I don't care about Kung Fu Panda. This is better than those. Actually, I do really like How to Train Your Dragon. I'm just saying it's better. It's better. Did you know the animators that didn't hit their deadlines were punished by going to have to work on Shrek? Shrek is so good, though. <laughs> That's crazy. Shrek I mean, is that, so that, that good. checks out. I that, love that Shrek, out. and that it's better than Shrek. If it's better than Shrek, it's saying something, right? Oh gosh, from it's every level, like there's just certain shots, like the cinematography. Like I feel like people don't think about cinematography when it comes to animated movies, um, but it's 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 so good. They like they really choreograph these shots. They're beautifully animated. The music, all of them, all the songs are bangers. It's about Moses. It's so good. I'm just like, every time I watch it, I'm like, man, back when back when animation was about something real, back when DreamWorks was about something, back when... That other that other Joseph movie that they did wishes it was as good as Prince of Egypt. I know. It's kind of unfortunate that they... Uh, I, I remember seeing that one, and I'm like, I just, I just don't like it nearly as much. And maybe yeah. it's fine on its own. It's just, when you're comparing to Prince of Egypt, like, everything pales in comparison. It pales. Right. Like, it's so... Everything's so bad. It's just... Oh, man. I love Prince of Egypt. I... I'll just gush on it all day, but I'm just telling y'all, <laughs> like... There's no reason to not watch it. Especially if you're a Christian. Watch it. That's all. I just fact-checked that, and it is true. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know <laughs> that. I was like, this is one of those things that I say is fact. Yeah, but you don't actually know. Right. But now you fact... That's crazy. I didn't know that. I love Shrek, though. So good. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> it just makes me miss 2D animation. And not just, like, 2D animation for the sake of 2D animation. It's just, like, again, like, I'm so... It, every, every part of it is so handcrafted. And I had nightmares about this movie when I was a kid. But it's, like, totally worth it. Like, just the scenes where they're talking about, like, the babies getting thrown to the crocodiles. Like, of course that would give me nightmares. But oh my gosh, it made me feel something. Kids kids shows these days, kids movies, I'm gonna go on a slight tangent. They're way too safe. I, yeah. you kind of need a little bit of trauma in your media to get through to you. Mm -hmm. And man, did that get through to me 
And man, am I grateful for it. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. These these shows, they, these movies, they used to mean something. I don't mean anything anymore. It's all about a buck. Anyway, that's all. It makes me think of Finding Nemo. Yeah. Finding Nemo. Similar. Just breaks your heart. Right totally. Away. Yeah, it's pretty that harsh movie, right like, at the beginning that, there. That movie, like, punches you, like, multiple times throughout. Like, it Gosh, just... that, yeah, <laughs> Finding Nemo, you're right. That's kind of on a similar level. Where it's like, kind of like yeah. the last big one that I remember where they were just like, uh, that movie hey, Cole caught you a couple times. Just, <laughs> yeah, it kind of just gets you. Totally, totally. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. That movie's still tough to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, I just forget. Sorry, one more thing. It's just Prince of Egypt's cast is crazy. Like, yes, it just has everybody, and it's it's got the cast of a Ghibli movie. It, no, it literally, it does. Right, like, it just has like it has. It's crazy. Like I keep hearing Val like Kilmer. Jeff Goldblum, yeah, Val like, Kilmer, yeah, yeah, yeah and um, Michelle, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer's Sandra in Bullock. it. Sandra Bullock's in it. Um, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's the uh, Pharaoh. Yep, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. Fine. That's my advertisement. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, watch it. Uh, <laughs> LJ, what movies have you been watching? Um. I watched Underdogs this weekend. Uh, it's a movie starring Snoop Dogg that came to Amazon. Oh, Prime let's go on Friday. Okay. Um, so it's it's really so if I, it's it it's kind of neat because Snoop he has a history of working with youth football um, players and stuff like that. Like um, the movie is literally inspired by the fact that he started a youth football league like in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, in this this movie, it's funny. These kids, I mean, it's it's foul, right? These kids are foul mouthed little, like you know, like. But I feel like that's accurate. Growing up in southern, in bad parts of Southern California, you're gonna have kids that are gonna talk like that and stuff like that. It's 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 a comedy. It's funny. Um, Snoop Dogg does a pretty decent job at acting. I don't. He he's not in a lot of things. Um, and he does a lot of cameos in a lot of things. But he plays this um football star who's fallen from fame, you know, and kind of wants it back. And gets an opportunity to um, coach a youth football team, and uh, it's got a really good message. It's really good message, um, and I think that's the important part of it. Uh, sure, they do have some funny parts, kids getting into trouble and stuff like that, and basically capping on each other and like calling each other names and stuff. It's yeah, all in good fun, and it's just um, about Snoop Dogg's character finding ways for these kids to understand like how to play the game of football and like things that help them. Um, that's about the most I could say. I mean, I guess I could say about it though. It's, it's ma. It's like there's, mm-hmm. it's it's vulgar. Um, yeah. So there's a big like red like a warning, big warning label on that one. Um, but it was good though. It's super wholesome. It's it's funny. Um, the actress that plays in the Sonic movies, she's in it. Um, so she's pretty good in this too. Um, I mean, she's been in a bunch of other things, but I'm like, oh wait. I was like, I was like, she's in the Sonic movies, and then I was like, yeah, I think uh, Tika Sumter is her name, I think. Um, but yeah, I feel like everybody does a really good job in that in that movie. Mike Epps is in it too. He's super funny. Um, I actually met him on a plane once when I moved to Louisiana. That was super cool. But yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's if you're, um, and I guess like because I know the background of of like the reason that movie got made. So I was like, Oh yeah, it's really special. And I'm sure it's a movie he enjoyed making. Um, and I don't know what the stakes were, if that was supposed to come to theaters or not, but I feel like it's a perfectly 
fine streaming movie. It was fun. It was a good time. So, yeah, it was it was worth a watch. I, I it made me laugh, but um, I'm definitely. It felt good to watch a movie again this weekend because it's like I know the last couple of weeks we <laughs> none of us really watched anything, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like so it just felt good yeah. to turn my brain off for that uh, for that couple hours, and I'm like I gotta just I'm already thinking about what I want to watch this coming week. So, so yeah, that's what I watched. Before we get into the movies, I was like, I didn't play any video games. I played a whole bunch of video games. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. I, learned... I... I keep doing this, You're guys. Fool. We're I in the wrong section. Oh, yeah. I know. We're going okay. we're gonna to insert. I'm probably going to do this at the end of the podcast, but it's fine. no one's listening at that it's point. It's fine. Uh, I went to an arcade in Northwest Arkansas. If you're in the area, definitely check out Arcadia. Uh, and it is massive. It's like all old school, probably nothing older than like 95 for these arcade games. You had about 150 cabinets. There was like a hole downstairs nice. and everything for $5 a person. Uh, and then, so it's $5 a person. And then you get like, it's like a push a button and it gives you a coin. So you can play like the same game forever. Uh, and that was cool in its own right, because you can actually like, beat some of those games. If they're like more kind of, I don't want to say serial based or, uh, but those games were such, you know, coin, you know, like, yeah, they were coin hogs. So you- yeah they ate your coins like that's what they were built that was to the do. point of them yeah yeah so if you yeah. just hit a button and kind of just keep playing yeah it's pretty neat and so uh even cooler the guy that owns it is absolutely amazing uh he is cash only and so we went in and we're like i'm sorry nice. to go like we've never done like we didn't never done this before so we didn't find an atm and he was just like guys it's your first time come on in oh it's five bucks and i was like that's so cool um, that's cool but no absolutely loved it there were uh, it's paperboy there was tron never played the original tron before paperboy is legit that's an old I one love paperboy. get to play some crazy taxi yeah i love crazy you gotta taxi. love crazy hey, taxi. hey come on down to crazy taxi <laughs> uh my wife is really good at fighting games and so yes uh, i lost at mortal kombat uh, and lost at uh street fighter dang <laughs> I need to like teach you OGs. some. I need to teach you some moves so you can beat her next time. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they didn't have Sub Zero in the Mortal Kombat. I was kind of mad. That I don't must have been Mortal Kombat. Two... Mortal Kombat Two, I think. I don't. It was. I think it was older than that. Like I think, or yeah, like I think it came out after Two because it was kind of like a collection. It looked like. Oh, Mortal uh, Kombat Trilogy, probably. It had four missing characters in the middle, and I was like, mm, Sub Zero is those four. Interesting can't remember but uh oh the one thing that was really cool even though i don't know how to play it at all uh i got to see dragon uh dragon's lair that game is legit i never thought that i'd actually see that in real Mm -hmm. life and so to to catch that was i would geek out over that because yeah the the ports so i've played there's like a playstation port i've have i have the port on steam like i own that game in multiple places but like i've not had the chance to check out the actual arcade version that's super cool I might try to check it out, you know, on Steam or something. Because for those who don't know what Dragon's Lair is, it's not Dragon's Slayer. It's Dragon's, Dragon's Lair. Lair. Dragon's Lair. Really fast Lair. on the uh, comp- on the um, ports. Oh, cool. I would assume so. So you have like these three second clips. They might even be shorter than that, and they are like Disney style animation. 
Uh, but this is like an old so 80s movie. Don, okay. So Don Bluth, the animator of An American Tale and um, multiple other movies from back in the day, is responsible for that game. Totally makes sense. Yep. Yep. And so you have these three-second clips, and then you have a sword button, was and you have a too. move button. Like, a, not a move button, but a you know a joystick. And yeah. so you have to move a certain direction or hit yep. the button in the right mode. And it's kind of like a, there's a bit of a point and click, but it's like a fast paced point. Yeah. So the idea is in the direction that the object highlights. Like, so you know how like the, there's an object that flashes really fast. No. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) That's the direction you have to push to move the stick. Is the joystick. Yes. So like, I think of like, there's this like water part where he gets like falls into a boat. Every time the, mm-hmm. the, the like that part of the like river flashes or like the signs, you have to push up and then he goes whoop and then goes to the next one. Yeah, so it's like yeah, so okay. there's different yeah. Like I said, I had no idea. Cody's like, I'm going thing. back tomorrow and I'm, I'm yeah. I got, it's like an hour <laughs> away from me. Uh, and then even worse, the guy was like, "You guys, I live in Portsmouth, Arkansas," and he goes, "You guys have an arcade down there. Why don't you just go there?" Because it's not and as I cool. Was like, Oh, I had no idea that it existed. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. I'm glad I drove an hour up here to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. But Perfect. <laughs> it does sound like, I mean, I would doubt that the guy down here has Dragon's Lair yeah. uh, or many of the other games. I mean, this this place was really, really neat. Uh, just his collection is so vast. Yes. Um, the pictures you, I was like, nice. Yeah, I, that was a fraction of what they had. I mean, that place was huge. <laughs> I was and like, then, I could Really live cool there. in the way back, he's got like couches set up. With these old two TVs, like for, and they're all like era appropriate. So in the NES, it's like this old wooden box TV. Oh, cool! And then, uh, yeah, Duck and then kind of like the big plastic ones for GameCube or for uh, Nintendo sixty four. I mean, um, That's and legit. then like couches, right? So you feel like you're in your living room in the in the nineties or the <laughs> That's cool. It was it was pretty neat. Uh, so Arcadia, uh, that was that was my little mini. Uh, tangent nice off the rails back on track movie news movie news we're all over the place today that's fine what's going on uh we have some go ahead no i was gonna say that was the theme before we started the podcast yeah it's true we've been all over the place it's fine um we actually have some pretty pretty cool exciting movie news like i'm I'm pretty hyped about everything (laughs) that we're gonna talk about so first of all the beekeeper has done poorly enough in theaters that the chosen has actually beat it out which is it's it's funny but it's also like pretty cool so the, if you don't know the chosen actually is a show so it's almost kind of like show news but the fact is they're showing season four in theaters in some theaters not all yeah theaters. i bet that stings for the beekeeper uh, yeah <laughs> i think argyle's number one right now but either way yeah beekeeper dropped to number three and i think chosen the chosen is number like two or something wow um, which is it's so crazy it's it's, it's cool right like this is a show we talk about yeah um and obviously i don't know the chosen is about jesus yeah so it's it basically tells the story of tells the story of jesus you know yeah it's like a historical you mean it's not about choosing your starter pokemon no yeah it's not (laughs) it's like a historical fiction they do they add a lot to it um but it's all very still respectful to the to the gospels yeah Yeah. it's, it's funny yeah but not like in a blasphemy way. Like it's just it's. It's really. It well just made. seems like really well made and it's very respectful. 
that's what it's like with intention nice. of like glorifying rather than um right than tearing down yeah, right it's so. definitely christian made um but and it's high quality it's, uh, all the yeah, actors are really good like they're all just really good yeah. at acting um and the writing is pretty the writing's crazy. really good it's, the it's design yeah the, it's, it's a good show um but it deserves to beat up beekeeper basically beekeeper doesn't even look good i mean sorry if anyone's seen beekeeper <laughs> and likes it i guess let us know but like it just weirdly enough i heard good. it actually is because i was like oh. what even is that that sounds dumb and then i've actually heard it was a decent movie <laughs> okay uh oh but i just take, think it's so neat i think it's neat take that, that for what you will with the jason Statham movie but yes true. i think it is cool too that the chosen was like top dog for a while yeah it's awesome. it's really neat and um yeah it's just it's just kind of a cool little, little bit of news there uh the other exciting thing that we could talk about is sonic the hedgehog 3 movie i know yes. we were just talking about sonic we were just talking about shadow and shadow we already know shadow's yeah. gonna be in three that that's actually been confirmed for pretty a long time but we're getting more casting yes. so jim carrey is returning as dr robotnik which maybe you're like so oh hard. like you're like, oh, of course he would. Which is like, yeah, of course he would. But at the same time, like, he's been retired. Like, he doesn't really do it was anything. A, it was a big deal that he wasn't going to come back, though. Like, yeah. being a big news artist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is kind of like a Miyazaki thing, right? It was like, he's we, out of retirement to do this movie. He's retiring, but he he's coming back for this. And I'm like, I just, it seems like he has fun with it. And I, I love that for him. And the creators have already said, like. Maybe it's that he's retiring from acting. And you don't, he doesn't really have to act. Right. And Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. He's just, I mean, he's just play he's him. I've heard he has a lot of fun doing like that role. So yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, Sonic if they still give him a ton of money, that just helps too. But yeah. I think they previously even said, I think that they wouldn't recast him. Like they, they, if, if Jim Carrey wouldn't come back, then they would just get rid of Dr. Robotnik. They'd be done with him, which I fully respect. I'm a big fan of that. Like leave it it's to him. It's difficult. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, there are other Sonic uh, villains that they could have dived into. It's just Robotnik is the most iconic, and he's the most fun, and I'm really glad Jim Carrey's back for it. Um, we still don't know who's going to be... We, we know other actors who are going to be in the movie. We know that uh, Kristen Ritter from Jessica Jones is going to be in it. We know Christo Fernandez from Ted Lasso is going to be in it. We also have uh, James Wolk, uh, Ali Alila... Oh my gosh, Alila Brown so sorry Jorma Tacone and Sophia Pernas so we have like we don't really know who's what though and I think there's a lot of speculation right now for just like how there was speculation for who's Knuckles who's Knuckles gonna be you know and they end up being Idris Elba which is very very good um I think there's a lot of like so perfect. people are like oh who's great. going to be Shadow and I keep seeing all these funny little rumors and there, I don't even know if it's rumors, speculation, or just people wanting this of like Hayden Christensen, <laughs> Hayden Christensen going to be Shadow. I think it'd just be, be so great. funny. I, I would love so that. Perfect. It would be perfect, but there, who knows? You can hear his laugh. I would assume that'd be Shadow's laugh at the end of that little teaser. Mm-hmm. The logo oh, reveal? I think so. I think the so. logo <laughs> looks like Sonic Adventure 2. It's awesome. Yes, it's amazing. It's so, I, but the, sha- yes. like, the laugh doesn't sound like Hayden Christensen. I want Keanu Reeves no. to uh, do Shadow. I think that would have been perfect. I think there's a lot of good choices. I thought what would happen would be Jason Momoa, and I don't remember why I thought that, but I was like, that makes sense. I could see that being an article somewhere. Yeah, that could all work. And then, of course, just, you know, even for the actors we already have, um, people have been, like, wondering, like, is Kristen Ritter gonna be Rouge the Bat? Or is she gonna be... Because, you know, obviously they can have a bunch of human characters, but that's, like, not really the fun of Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, you already have kind of your established human characters. I hope she's Amy, and they just really break her out of her shell. That would be cool. 
Yeah, let's see Amy. Just... Let's see Amy. Let's see Rouge. Let's see freaking... Because that's a character that she can't play live action, right? Something like super fun and bubbly. It yeah. would just be weird to see that actress. For sure, for like, sure. Play a bubbly character. Uh, totally. Yeah. Um, But I think... I don't know. I just... This is a movie I'm excited about, and... Sonic, they just know, they know their fan base, right? And we know that there's going to yeah. be, like, Crush 40 songs are going to be in this movie. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, and obviously, yes. it's not going to be the best movie ever. And, and I know I don't think anyone's expecting that. I think it's just, like, the first two movies were so fun and just, like, really mm. awesome for Sonic fans. And I think the third one's just going to be the same. And y'all know me. Shadow's my favorite. So I'm really excited about this. Um yeah, it's just gonna be a really awesome fun time. And then you already have Knuckles and Tails, so they're gonna have like their whole thing. And then you're gonna There's have so Shadow and make, there maybe that Rouge love and Sonic still too. Maybe like, Omega. That'd be crazy. Or I'm sure they will. But could is. you imagine if they just recreated City Escape? Like, that would be so. Cool. As the opening sequence for this movie, they will. They will. That'd you can't so not. Please. You can't uh, not. That'd be so hype. You can't. That would be amazing. You can absolutely not. Like you can't not not do that. You know, like. <laughs> like just as the opening of the movie like, oh perfect <laughs> oh they also you see the jumping out of an airplane you see the paramount logo like real quiet do its little thing and then you hear that beat drop and you'd be like i will jump out i will like stand up in the movie theater if it if yes. they bust out with that song i'd be right so away. Getting emotional just thinking i know yeah, i'm just gonna be like <laughs> i was gonna say i think um the other person they're speculating is maria i think one of the actresses if i'm trying to remember who it's definitely not the ones from jessica jones but there's some other actress who they think are uh, people are saying it's definitely going to be maria which obviously if you know shadow the hedgehog um maria is a very important character to shadow right maria. It's like this, this girl he like protects so that'd yeah. be cool uh i'm just it's one of those cheesy little blockbuster movies that i'm actually i'll, excited I'll start about. clapping as soon as the movie starts like cheesy i'm interested in that too you brought up like how cheesy yeah, uh, the last two movies where they were so cheesy. Yeah, but, but in Shadow's story is actually pretty like. Yeah. I mean, it's still cheesy. It's still cheesy, but it's kind but of it's dark. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. True. And, and I'm then like, Shadow are they the Hedgehog go? gets even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I guess not dark. Edgy is the way to put it. And yeah. So I'm like, are they gonna go with like, like that whole thing gets kind of crazy towards the end of that game. It does. Um. Oh, maybe we'll get some Grandpa, Grandpa Robotnik going yeah gerald <laughs> it is as i think i'm like no it's still cheesy it just i i can't see it fitting with the movies that they've made so far and that would be really interesting if they take this really serious plot point I don't know, uh, yeah. from it all yeah it'd be interesting anyway i can't yeah imagine they'll just completely take shadow or sonic adventure 2 and make it a movie you almost so. could i think you they could, could take inspiration could. but i don't think they're gonna literally take it I, I hope not. Yeah, I don't I know. I don't, I don't know if you can do like the space station stuff. That might be a little extreme. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, like I, with like Knuckles, like you know, there was still like Master Emerald stuff. They, so I had a whole underwater thing going on. So I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I would know. hope it's inspiration. I, think, I hope they I don't think, just rip yeah. I, I hope, Except for I City think. Escape. Yep. Just make the, the whole opening 15 minutes of that movie. The City dumbest Escape. like Easter egg and my most favorite Easter egg in the second one is whenever he like sucks in the bubble, like. Oh, and he's underwater. Yeah. I was like, yes. I was like, <laughs> so good. Yeah. I was like, <sighs> yeah. That's what I'm like. They could go to space. They could. I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if yeah. they did. But yeah, I don't know. Man, why don't we just get the Shadow the Hedgehog voice to voice? That would be a perfect too. Like they. That's what they did for Tails. Yeah. I'm on board. 
That's all I'm that's, saying. I'm on board. That's a perfectly good idea. Please. Like, he doesn't have to have a lot of emotion. That no. was a whole shadow thing. That's his whole thing. Like, you don't need, like, some, like, crazy, uh, like... Uh, the memes you know, to come out of this. Actor. Oh, like, he'd have some it. edgy version of, like, I, all of I, all of me or whatever, like, when he first appeared or something. <laughs> like, some... Oh. Shadow the Hedgehog. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll get into... Uh, we could talk forever about... <laughs> I know, seriously. Yes. Uh, TV... LJ, you start watching Vox Machina? Yes, I got back into it. I gave it another chance. Uh, for those who knew, maybe not. We, we talked about this last week, but it, it's very rated MA. Yeah. A lot of nudity in the first few seasons, or first few episodes. And uh, I would say the whole first season is pretty vulgar. Uh, the second season lightens up a little bit. Still yeah. rated MA. Don't yeah. just cut, cut to it and hoping for the best. Um LJ, you said it was too much at first. What are you I've, thinking? Well, I just feel like the in- they go so hard on like that first like scene. Like I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay. Like I feel like the introduction to those characters. Like sure, I know in every D and D thing, you know, you have your introduction. You know, like in things like that, the way you introduce your character or whatever. Um, and that was perfectly that for that first episode. But I feel like now that I'm a few episodes in, like. I'm starting to actually get to know these characters more and like see their value aside from like that whole first like what feels like a pilot or like a pitch, you know? Yeah. Um for sure. It's I'm enjoying it. And it also makes me realize I guess now that I've played more D and D too, and I'm like, yeah, my party's totally like this. Like they would do stupid stuff <laughs> like this. Like, you know, um so it's just one of those things. And then yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's it's definitely like heavy as we've always talked about but yeah like i'm like okay cool mm-hmm. like now that i'm starting to get into like the meat of like the story and the characters and stuff like that i'm like it is still over the top but i feel like i'm like okay there's actually an objective here there's actually a story you're wanting to tell so mm-hmm. there's um, character development it's really yes cool. like like they get into per- uh, percy's stuff right away and i'm like mm-hmm. oh wow i'm like he's got a really cool like backstory and things like that like he he gets pretty dark there you know and i'm like okay he's my f- i'm like he's my favorite character so far only because i'm like ooh, i know his story now like you know like, yeah mm-hmm. yeah um which is something i like- would say the show's very much for people who play dungeons and dragons i don't yes. know how much someone who doesn't play D mm-hmm. would like appreciate everything that's going on because a right. lot of it like you can see the roles and the spells being done <laughs> yep. yeah and i would imagine the show's just not as good without realizing like why are they fumbling with the door for half an episode? Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, definitely things that some characters do where I'm like, oh yeah, you straight up critted on that one. You know, like... Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even that obvious, but just as a player, you know. Like, um, mm-hmm. I, I really like the way they do character development too so far is because, like, that's what my buddy... Like, I don't know if my buddy's actually even watched Vox Machina, but the way he's trying to do, like, this sci-fi western apocalyptic thing that I'm playing... He's trying to find ways to interweave all of our character stories within each session. Yeah. Like, sure, we've had, like, a fellow t- a session or two here and there, but dude tries his best to make sure, like, everybody's getting some attention with their characters, and he's giving us decisions to make and stuff like that. And But it's like, he finds a, he's been finding a way to fo- to put that focus on everybody. Um, That's for, cool. You know, so I'm like, okay, like, I see that within Vox Machina, too, because I'm like, okay, cool, I'm getting some of Percy's. But when am I going to get, like, you know, then, but eventually I'm going to start get, getting other characters, too. So it's like, it's neat. I like this. As yeah. a DM, what I usually do is I will, I have a main focus character that'll be different every session. And then I usually have a secondary character, or a party of four. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Uh, a second character that'll get kind of a nod, that'll kind of be a hook mm-hmm. for the next 
session, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, as long as I'll take to it. And then the other two kind of get on the back burner for that one, but yeah. they'll all like kind of get their own limelight. Yeah. Uh, or it's like my buddy will be like, hey, do like, you have some time to talk in. or you have some time to like connect or whatever? Like, what do you want to do? You mm-hmm. know, or like, you know. Um, yeah. So just, uh, I guess the fact that I've played more D&D makes me appreciate Vox Machina more. Totally. Um, yeah, I will sure. I will say this because I'm finding a way to just talk about it anyway because I was going to put D&D in other... But I literally lost sleep over a session we had last night oh, no. because, like, I kept, like, finding myself dreaming about it or, like, uh. subconsciously thinking about it. But was, we literally lost a party member last night. Like, dude, uh. dude was dead because we got stuck in this mine and he's like, oh, I want to fight this really tough monster. And my oh, buddy's gosh. like, you do not want to do this. And everybody else was like, come on, let's get you out of here. You don't want to do this. Yeah, everybody <laughs> else told him, like, come on, dude, like, let's go, let's go. And he was like... You know, he tries to be the wild card and does funny stuff in, like, anything we play. So he's like, oh, I'm going to try this, and uh, we almost made it out. And my buddy's like, you got one more chance. And then he and he missed his chance. So we literally had a character die last night, and I'm just like, ooh, I don't think I ever felt that, it's, like, legit. It's rough. I, <laughs> I've cried over one of my characters oh, dying. Like, I've had a couple characters die, and, and I it's like, usually it's, really It was a subconscious stuck. thing last night, because it happened before bed. Uh, yeah. So I went to... It's, it's, <laughs> so, it, like, I lost sleep last night because of that, and it feels weird to say. <laughs> it was, it's yeah, when the DM says, are you sure you yes. want to cast Are you sure? You, you, like, you, yes. Hmm. Like, I even... So, we have this little chat feature, because we've been streaming this on Comics in the Cross. Um... And so I had that we have this little reward, point redemption reward where I even gave him guidance for one of his roles, and it totally flubbed. And I'm like, oh, like I even tried to help you, like come on, like, oh. So, but anyway, but that's why I love Vox Machina is because like I'm seeing those parallels now too, mm-hmm. um, to tie it all back in. And so it's just like I'm really interested now to see that oh these characters are worth more than just this initial like bar fight scene they put at the beginning of the show. Yeah, so sure. that's how I'm feeling about Vox Machina. Matt Mercer has a very cool uh, revival um, concept, kind of house rule, homebrew rule. Huh. Uh, and so we have not had to instill it, um, but we plan to. Hopefully not, no one listens. Huh. Uh, we plan to uh, if that ever comes up. And so there's been a few times where we've gotten close calls to death. My wife, she co-DMs with me. It's a really cool thing uh, to get to do. And uh, so she'll kind of look at me, and I'm like, no, no, they're, they're dying. Like, <laughs> that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Dude, I was like, my, they've, yeah. got, they've got the three, you know, saves, saving throws to do. Yeah. If they fail that, we still have one more, like, kind of fail safe behind that. I yeah. was like, more than enough. They got themselves into this mess. They can. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, if that point they're gone, then they, they just need to be gone for the sake of the story. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks because that character dying last night shakes up everything that my buddy had planned so he's like okay i gotta figure out what i'm gonna do because this was supposed to be here chapter oh like, yeah <laughs> so i'm like that's it was a bad time to mess around <laughs> but anyway this is my twin brother he has the same stats as i do. <laughs> yeah yeah but it's just it's the character crazy. development you know like that i've been experiencing in my own games i'm like oh i'm kind of seeing the show kind of take that approach too yeah so, for sure mm-hmm. it's cool yeah uh the other show that I have been watching, because uh, I've continued to watch Vox Machina too, uh, is Delicious in Dungeon. We saw just, it was front and center on Netflix the other day. And uh, so we checked out the trailer. The trailer was hilarious. <laughs> and so then we, uh, the other night, got um, the greasiest lao mein in town. Uh, and that sounds good. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was so good. Um, <laughs> some garlic beef, uh, some white rice, and we watched this show, uh, which is... So, for reasons, they have to go down into the darkest part of this dungeon, uh, really lower levels. They're an adventure party. Uh, I'm coming to find out that you can revive, which is weird. Uh, that was, like, kind of just mentioned really nonchalantly through the whole show. Uh, that like, like, well, the first time I died, this happened. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, basically, they're a terrible at adventure. They got really far down. They lost everything. And so, uh, they need to go back down basically to retrieve everything and um i'm I'm trying to be very vague with the details they don't have enough money to get food and you need food to go down to the dungeon or you'd starve to death because that's how life works and so they decide that they are going to uh instead of eat buy food at the top they will just cook all of the monsters on the way down to the dungeon and the main character is extremely excited about it it's very weird uh the other characters find him weird for it he's like they're like this is disgusting that you are so into (laughs) this mushroom monster thing uh they find this other guy that is just an amazing dungeon monster chef for no reason that's cool (laughs) and uh what's really cool about it too is like they'll make something and then it'll make like a broth or something and so they use that broth in their next creation as they're almost kind of building and evolving their their dishes as well. That's kind of cool. Uh, but it's also like a Japanese cooking show, or cooking anime, and so all the food looks amazing. Definitely order uh, some like greasy food before watching it, because you will be hungry <laughs> if you just watch Fair. it. And you can't have any of it, because it's all made up stuff. They eat like a mushroom monster, and like a scorpion that's basically just lobster, and uh all these other weird random like non-existent but i'm sure like when they actually show you the plate it probably looks like amazing it looks so good that's it's it's a weird thing japanese like anime food in japanese anime (laughs) always looks amazing japanese food is so good that's part of it but you're right they really they a lot of anime does such a good job romanticizing certain things that a lot of like especially western i think cartoons and things don't and so i feel like that's also part mm-hmm. of like why anime is like it, it really like reflects like 15. this food looks so good because like for us westerners <laughs> it's just like uh, this is a i don't know maybe this is totally wrong but just my interpretation is like us westerners are just like oh food is food and we just use it for fuel but like there it's like no this is like a creation and this is like something really <laughs> well crafted right I don't know. I, that's at least the, the vibe I always get from watching, like, the ramen and ponyo and stuff like that, right? Where I'm yeah. just like, oh my god. That would gosh. make a lot of sense. There's, I, I've always been told, if I ever visit Japan, you never say, like, no onions in something. Uh, yeah. If you don't like onions, and there's onions you in You eat it the way they make it, and you're gonna like it. You're, yeah, because it's their it's art, disrespectful, so you're telling yeah. them to get rid of a piece of their art. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. Anyway, that's just my two cents. I agree, they look beautiful. And I just get hungry. Yeah. So it's called Delicious in Dungeon. I will say this. It says it's rated MA. And uh, for nudity and I think cursing was with the other one. And I haven't seen any nudity yet. I'm actually really surprised that there's any in it. There's um, a very weird crotch shot of a dwarf in a kilt and like his underwear showing. Um, but I, I assume that's coming at some point. I'm on episode five now uh it's coming out serially so it'll come out thursday will be the next episode what is this one 
uh, Netflix. I thought you said that. So they're only doing once a week for. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's weird. But uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's a mature show yet. So I guess maybe it'll take just a hmm. twist and turn soon. Um, hopefully it's not too bad. Hope I'm not recommending something that ends up being terrible. But for the most part, it's just been really goofy. So weird. <laughs> uh, Shelly, how has Percy Jackson been? Have you finished it? Yeah, it's done, I think. I mean, nice. the last episode felt very definitively like an end, so if there's another episode... I think really it is done, because a friend of mine just said he finished it, too, so I think it might be done done. Yeah, it's it's a good show. Yes. I liked, I wanted to keep going. I want to keep watching it. Like, I liked I it a lot. It, it really... It, it definitely captures that similar feeling of, like, watching Harry Potter for the first time in the sense of, like, there's this cool new world that you're not really in tune to. There's these kids who like don't really know each other at first, but then kind of like through trials and tribulations, um, and like the main character is special for some reason. It kind of hits all those notes for me, which is feels very nostalgic. Even though I never I never read Percy Jackson, um, but my husband did read Percy Jackson. It was just really fun the whole time to watch him like kind of geek out and kind of like explain things anytime i had a question he'd be like well to see the book explain it because this is that like i'd be like freaking why are the greek gods in america that doesn't make any sense it's just like well actually the book explains that they're always in the highest power in the world and you know modern day that's america the stuff like that wow <laughs> and i'm just and he's like and i'm like okay why are they all dyslexic he's like yeah well because they're all half gods, so they're they're used to reading ancient greek so they're all dyslexic and i'm just like that's, that's so crazy. like i i just think that's such a fun idea um and that's, I mean, all that's for the book, obviously. It's not really explicitly stated in the show, but I think that's really fun. So I think watching with my husband specifically really enhanced the experience for me. I think if I had just watched it on my own, I would have been like, yeah, it's fine. But I think just watching it, someone who read the books and like, again, was able to sort of humor my questions made it a lot more fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you read the books, definitely probably recommend checking out, but it's by far in leagues better than the movie which i do remember watching and there were only a couple things in the show where i'm like oh i remember this in the movie it was the uh it was medusa <laughs> showing up and it was the casino those are things i remember from the movie and i don't remember anything else <laughs> and obviously they handled the movie very well at all yeah i wasn't gonna watch the show but i have a small interest in it i guess he only has a couple minutes but uh lance riddick Mm-hmm. is in the end mm-hmm. it's kind of a yeah. spoiler but um it's gotta be one of the last things that he's filmed yeah uh, and i just i have a lot of yeah it was good fun, yeah. fun fact one of the one of his last voice roles was uh, an indie an indie hellboy game what i'm sorry i'll just repeat that uh, one of his last voice recording roles was he voiced hellboy in an indie game really i didn't know that yeah that's actually really he's perfect weird. i feel like <laughs> but, but yeah I mean, it's... Name is Hellboy. You know, I can't see that. That's cool. I, yeah, it's weird. Mm. But anyway. They're, they're, so, like, Percy it. Jackson and, like, that weird... And yeah. Yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, it, but I... Yeah, I liked it. And I don't know, as... As genuinely awful as it can be for child actors to get locked into something like this, I know there's ethical questions behind it. They're all just so good. And I, and the, I like the chemistry with them. And the development they'll kind of have together throughout the show. Um, and I really want to see more of them. And I want to see them kind of growing up. Kind of, again, I just, I do kind of relate to Harry Potter. Because I never read Percy Jackson's kind of closest thing I can relate it to. That feels very similar to that. Um, and it just does kind of make me want to keep watching it. And, and again, see kind of these characters grow up. And um, But the good news is that even if um, 
it gets canceled for some reason because who knows shows good shows all the time get canceled for no reason <laughs> um <laughs> i know that they have well one there's obviously the books but i don't know if i really want to read the, the books read I don't know if I really want to be the books. I don't know how well they age in, in terms of like an that, adult. That show did numbers for Disney Plus, so they, they got it. They got it right, and they do like they they end it off really nicely, but they definitely do kind of set up for like, oh yeah, like and it's so funny because um, when my husband was telling me, it really is kind of like inverse Harry Potter because in Harry Potter, um, plot happens during the school year, right, and then summers. They totally skip. And that happens in the books, too. They just skip the summers, basically. Or, or sometimes the very beginning of the book features part of the summer because, um, and, like, Harry's birthday and things like that. And then it kind of goes into the school year. And the school year is when sort of the meat of all the plot sort of stuff happens. Whereas mm -hmm. in Percy Jackson, it's the opposite because they all still go it's to school. They go back to camp in the summer. And so I just think yeah. that's so funny how it's really, like, the inverse of, like, they go through a whole school year and then they come back in the summer. But again, like, just the, like, aging up a year they kind of get older mm -hmm. together i'm a fan of that and i was a fan of that in stranger things as well i was a fan of that i don't know so i want to see more i just you know it's not literally the best show ever but i i, I enjoyed it I, I had fun so makes me interested in the series i guess is the biggest takeaway so that's a dub for them and lin-manuel miranda's in it which i don't know how i feel about it it's kind of weird like why are you here brother you're not even singing you're not songwriting <laughs> why are you here i i don't know he must have some i mean i know he's close with disney so that's probably why he's like oh i want to be in the movie the show it's just People weird like it was like a jump guy? scare seeing him from, seeing him it was like a jump scare i'm like oh what are you doing here <laughs> uh live my own jump scare anyway that's all that's funny that's all awesome we will get into the tv news then uh we'll look at one thing we're talking about netflix today uh, and there are so many uh, little tiny seconds of uh, first looks that we got. Squid Game, season two. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, stoked about that. Uh, for those who don't know what Squid Game is, we were talking a lot, of, a lot about mature shows in this. We do. Um, <laughs> on this podcast. We're adults. It happens. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's a... How would you explain Squid Games? Uh, they play childhood <sighs> games um, for money because they're all terribly in debt. It's like, and they 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 it's, it's like, a game it's like where a, they they take the most desperate people who need money it's for like a various game show, reasons. But you actually die. Yeah, and they make a game yeah. show where it's like if you win, you get an egregious <laughs> amount of money. But uh, the games are deadly, and people have a they they make it a point where it's like, well, you could leave, but people are the point is that they're so desperate, they're willing to, they'd rather die trying to get this money if they go back to the regular lives yeah. so it's it's a really good show it's, it's all about greed. big old commentary yeah. and then and then they made it an actual show yep which is like yeah. literally just like and people actually got hurt yeah and i'm like and you guys don't thing. know how to like i it is the most baffling thing to me i'm like that's why wow. i've never watched that like squid game the challenge i can't because There's almost no it almost feels wrong it to is that. wrong yeah, like, it's literally, literally made a show about a thing that is about not the original exist. squid game it's so yeah. bad continuation i'm really excited for it. i'm excited uh, that was a good it's show. in korean yes it is korean. yeah well i mean we watched i mean i watched the dub um yeah i watched that in subtitles look at me go yeah did? i did wow. subs i did subs it's a good show 
The dub has yeah, like, I... a voice actor I know from a couple video games, so I was like, yeah, I'm down with this. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. I For live action, I like to do the subtitles. I learned that with Barbarian, I think. That may have come after. I can't remember. Uh, Barbarians is German, um, but usually the emotion of an actor comes out um, a little bit better. In the that makes voice. sense. That, yeah. Uh, with an anime, you know, they're both acting, so it's kind of like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed with, with live action, the original actors are usually you know, pouring their heart out, and the other person's getting kind of a paycheck for dubbing something over. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, Bridgerton. Which is a I don't know Bridgerton. It's Bridgerton like a period piece, it's kind of Victorian era, probably. Yeah, yeah. And then they do uh, really cool covers of pop songs. In, really weird. Uh, symphony. It's yeah, like, it's uh, a kind of weird. It's like show. Hamilton, but like a show. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know how to put it. I was really excited about it. And it's then got some contemporary like, vibes to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this modern telling, yeah. but with like old school settings and. Um, you know what Bridgerton is. Women Rumble Moon Part 2, which is Star Wars uh, by Zack Snyder. And I really enjoyed Rumble Moon. A lot of people didn't. See, uh, so I, I should watch it just to say I watched it for myself because I've not heard good things. Yeah, so my thing with Rumble Moon, uh, and we brought this up in the last when I watched it, but uh, it's not a great movie. It is better than anything Star Wars has made besides Andor and Rogue One um, in a long time. Hmm. Uh, I think that you like, especially the the sequel series. You put pit that up against Rebel Moon and look at the budgets. Like, Rebel Moon is way better. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not having not having watched like Rebel Moon yet, I could probably I could see that. That makes sense. Yeah, and so it's not a perfect movie by any means, but like it was better than it was better than Star Wars, which is what it's very clearly yeah. copying. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for part two, and I've heard that part two is supposed to kind of even deviate a little bit further and be more in Zack Snyder's world. Um, another cool thing with it is, if you look at Star Wars, it's very like Nazi Germany in a lot of ways about mm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this takes more of a uh, Roman Empire feel, and so you feel a little bit Dune-ish in huh. it. Interesting. Um, yeah, you very much feel the Roman Empire like uh, in their their bad guy military in their empire uh umbrella academy which watching that three minute clip i don't actually remember seeing umbrella academy but love umbrella academy uh beverly hill cops axel f which all i know is that beverly hill cops is a movie series starring eddie murphy and that's about it yep yep it's like uh, an 80s I'm sure one. some people are excited uh and then not even in the list on the on the tweet is kobakai we got Cobra Kai season six. Yes, Let's go, so Cobra Kai, baby. Excited. Let's go. And I'm honest. That's I care about the most. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> so for, for sure. 100%. That's what made me click on this. And that was the headline from, I think it was Screen Rant. Uh, we're going to, we have the actual tweet in our show notes. Uh, but Screen Rant was like, first look at Cobra Kai season six. <laughs> and I was like, that's all I want. Is this like two second clip of uh, Johnny in a tournament? yeah i'm done <laughs> i'm here for it and all of that is in that thing is coming out this year too so yes crazy all yeah. right all 2024 mm-hmm. yep so lots going on oh and there's some show called atlas or a movie maybe uh jennifer lopez that'd be cool too that's the tv news quite a bit in that little little thing i was like it's only one news story but 
I, I got a lot out of that. It's kind of like how I do the showcases for games a lot of the times. Where I'll just yeah. Over things. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot going on in a little three minute. Uh, I'm sure it's not this Sunday, right? What? No, yeah. We will the Super Bowl will be this coming Sunday. Oh, so. baby, it's the Super Bowl. Super Bowls. Lots of news coming out of that, I'm I need sure. the 49ers to lose. I don't care LJ, if the Chiefs win. I need the 49ers to aren't lose. aren't watching live, which is everyone. He's got <laughs> Kansas City hat on. <laughs> I got everything. Yeah, I'm ready to roll. I don't watch a lot of football, so I don't know who Taylor Swift is, but I heard he can run really fast. That's Devontae Swift on the Eagles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, that is a joke that I definitely stole, and I should. I need to say that I stole that because... <laughs> It was very much. I'm, I'm okay with Kansas City being the new Patriots. Like we're, the Kansas City is the new villains, and I'm here for it. Whatever. Kansas City is Kansas City. They've been the villains. I'm a Broncos fan. For That's those true. Wondering. That's true. That's true. In your <laughs> eyes, yeah, they've always. <laughs> yeah. But it's like they've been to the Super Bowl the last four out of five years, so it's like everybody's sick of seeing them now. And I'm like, let's yeah. go. Uh you can be a listener to the podcast as long as you're not an Oakland Raiders fan. So. I, see, I can get behind that one. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. You you could listen. You just, <laughs> a great sense. It's like the like tw- like twice out of the year where we talk about like sports. I know football. I know. Yeah. When we start fantasy football, and then when the Super Bowl happens. Yes, the two times. <laughs> Shelly, you should be a Broncos fan because we have Russell Wilson. I mean, he betrayed he's us. Very much letting us down, but no. my favorite driver. I don't hate the, the Broncos. I'm very. I'm actually and very neutral. Starting up again. Yeah, I'm very neutral towards Bond. I hate the 49ers and I hate the Patriots. Okay, that's all I. And obviously, let's see how it's just everyone else. I don't really. As long care as we about. all don't like the Patriots, it's fine. Yeah, uh, I'm down. Yeah. yeah. Chiefs are fine to me. I, I, I just need 49ers to lose. Get them out of here. I'm. I'm mostly joking to the Raiders fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, my thing is, I lived in Denver, Colorado. And when the Broncos versus the Raiders would play uh, at the sports bar that I worked at when I was 18, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, there would be more Raiders fans That's in that crazy. in that bar than there were Broncos fans. I was like, "Go What's home!" What's going okay. on? So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna picture I'm gonna have you picture this, Cody. Where I lived at in Southern California, I was stuck in between Raiders fans and Cowboys fans, and the only reason I was stuck in between the Cowboys is because there's a neighborhood. A diehard gang neighborhood full of Cowboys fans. So it's like two of the worst. That's a weird one too. <laughs> but it's still like two of the worst fandoms in the world. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. The Cowboys first. would be a, a weird one. Uh, so that's okay. We can move We're, on. Yeah, I'm done. Um, <laughs> go. Who who's playing Forty Niners? Go Forty Niners. No. <laughs> are you kidding me no matter no matter no matter who you, it doesn't matter who is playing if you really don't care about it use the use the that sunday night to socialize like i was you gonna know, say like, yeah don't be, be like us stop this. caring about the super bowl yeah. <laughs> i mean i know a lot of people go to church watch. that's what you should do at super bowl that's sunday. in the morning you can go to church and still watch the super like bowl you should go to ash church. wednesday on valentine's day yeah <laughs> <laughs> This podcast needs to end. Uh, LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LJ the Paladin. Yeah, we need to hit the Shelly. You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Over. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening. <laughs>